Oh, okay. Well, welcome. It's our. It's become. It's going to become our tradition. The annual NFL preview show. We talk about all thirty-two teams, all the divisions, and what we think is going to happen. And obviously, what's cool about this, instead of us being one in one area and the other talking on the phone, we're actually here, in person talking. You know, he's got the camera there that we'll be putting up on Facebook. And obviously, hopefully, no interruptions on my part of the phone. And we will enjoy it. So, welcome aboard, my buddy. Yeah, man, yeah, it's another uh, it's another week. Another week closer to the NFL season, you know. Um, I'm over here, we're over here drinking a uh, Fagley's Brew Works pumpkin ale. I'll take I'll take mine's home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I just have to hide it so I don't see cops anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's close, so yeah. Either way, um, but yeah, it's another week closer. We've had some news over the last few days to pop up: Eagles related and NFL related and fantasy related. Um, yeah, go yeah, keep going there. So we got uh, obviously Eagles related. Jalen Rager out for the next month or so, which you know this. The way this team operates, a month turns into three, but we'll see how that turns out. Wentz sat out practice yesterday, he's day-to-day. They're saying it's more precautionary, but with Wentz, it's always, uh, anytime he has, he's on that injury report, it's always, uh, you know, it always uh, makes you nervous. And then the other big news today, it's more so fantasy-related because this team has no chance of doing anything this season, but Leonard Fournette, is cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I've heard. I've heard that. That's the big news today. Unfortunately, you think about that 2017 draft for running backs. It's very, very deep. It's one of the deepest, at least in the last 10 years. And he was he was great. He was the number one running back to come out of LSU in this draft. Unfortunately, it has not been a great relationship. You know, the first year was great because Jacksonville actually was a Super Bowl contender, but it has since gone the wrong direction. And now he's a free agent. We'll see where he ends up. You know, I've heard I've heard rumors, but like I said, rumors are only rumors until actually something actually happens. So Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. On a side note, I had my fantasy both fantasy drafts on Saturday. In one of those drafts I was very reluctant to do it because I didn't want him, but I did in the fourth round, pick Leonard Fournette because he was the top player on my board. So um, that league, I'm starting off in a hole, but that league, I also did get a lot of good players. So I can afford to lose one if he doesn't sign with a good team. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but like I said, to get going here, we will do all. We'll look at all eight divisions. If y'all listened last year, you know how we are about it. Our opinions. So we'll start where we're. At home here, the NFC East. Obviously, the Eagles, you know, there's expectations this year. But unfortunately, this training camp has not been easy with the injuries. Their old line is, is banged up pretty badly. And they're and they're going to need to sign somebody soon, potentially. And like I said, the wide receiver position, Deshaun Jackson's back. He only played in really one game last year. Can he be healthy this year? And the defense, obviously... It's much, it's much more healthier and much more ready to go. The secondary, you got Darius Slay. I mean, it's go, you know, there's there's going to be success there. 
Obviously, for Dallas, they have a new head coach. You know, Mike McCarthy, he's a veteran. I am a little bit of afraid of him just because if he's the head coach he was with Aaron Rodgers back in the day, Dallas could be a threat this year. And obviously, they're going to be, they have C.D. Lamb, might, might be the best receiver in this draft that they got, that we wanted. And obviously, they have defense, and that, that should be an interesting deal. You know, that should be an interesting deal to see what their defense does. You know, Leighton Van Der Esch will be healthy again. You know, he'll be healthy again. So that should be interesting to see there. For the Giants, it's now Daniel Jones' team. Eli's retired. I don't know what to expect from them. You know, Saquon Barkley, you know how good he is. But, like I said, this team still struggles. Their front office is still a mess. They have a new head coach once again in Joe Judge. A guy who nobody really knows. You know, he's from the Belichick coaching tree. How successful has that been over the years? And, like I said, who knows? And then what used to be called the Washington Redskins is now called the Washington football team. I know you will always still call them that, and and, you're, and you aren't the only one. So, unfortunately, they've been through a lot this offseason. Name change. Scandals. You know, Alex Smith is coming back from a gruesome leg injury, missed the entire 2019 season. So there's questions there. And then the head coach was sadly been diagnosed with cancer here recently. So your thoughts on the East? Yeah, so obviously we have to start with the Eagles. That's our team. Um, it hasn't been a great training camp for the Eagles in terms of, once again, injuries. Once again, that's a common theme of this team. But there's a lot to be hopeful for, I think, this year. Um, obviously, the O-line is, is the big question mark right now. We've already, they've already lost um, Brandon Brooks. Andre Dillard is gone. And one of the other minor news, but something that did pop up yesterday, is once Dillard went down, everybody thought Jason Peters was going to move right back to left tackle, right back to his old spot. But in minor news, he is looking. He is saying that if they want to move him back to left tackle instead of guard, he wants to get paid more. So, you know, look for that. They've, they've, yesterday they practiced with Matt Pryor at left tackle, and apparently he got blown up a lot, especially by Josh Sweat. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. But overall, I think this team has a lot of talent. They've upgraded their their weakest positions from last year. Wide receiver was their weakest. Um, maybe they didn't upgrade it with a lot of proven players. They did bring in Marquez, Marquise Goodwin, who opted out of the season. Like you said, Deshaun Jackson is back. Hopefully can stay healthy for most of the year. Um, Alshon, we'll see about him. But they, the rookies are what brings hope to this team in terms of wide receiver. Rager's going to miss a good month. Okay, it is what it is. But when you read at the reports out of camp, Quez Watkins shined a bit early. We haven't heard a whole lot out of him since, but John Hightower has been very consistent at camp, making at least one big catch every single day in camp. He's been very good. So, yeah, he, he's even if Rager's out... 
Rager might miss a couple games, but we still have a healthy Deshaun. We still have, um, well, Greg Ward for what he's worth. Our Siegel Whiteside supposedly has looked very good in camp. And Hightower has looked very good. So they got some players there, and they definitely added that speed that they've been lacking for the last two years. Um, running or yeah, running backs looking pretty good. Miles Sanders, they held him out precautionary for this the, the training camp, but he's looking like a star. Wentz is obviously the, the big question mark with this team in terms of whether or not he can actually stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's got the players around him this year. He's got the speed around him this year. Um, this should be his best year since 2017, easy. And we'll see how that turns out. And then defensively, this is this team has one of the best defensive lines in the NFL, if not the best defensive line. Extremely deep. They got at defensive tackle. They got three Pro Bowlers, Pro Bowl caliber players. Throw in Brandon Graham. Throw in um, um, Derek Barnett if he can actually get healthy for once. Couple other young guys at defensive end like Josh Sweat, um, Vinnie Curry adds some veteran depth, and yeah, this is one of the best D lines in the NFL. Easy, linebackers a little bit weak, but they they we'll see how some of those guys turn out. We'll see how they they work that rotation. But the big addition this offseason was Darius Slay at cornerback. That's been the that's been the Achilles heel of this defense for years is having a legit number one cornerback. They finally got one. And he's going to make a huge difference, too. Then you go look at the Cowboys. You said you're a little scared of Mike McCarthy. I'm not scared of this guy at all. I'm, I think he's a joke. I think he's a fraud. I've said it for many years. I, don't, I, I, got, I got no worries about the Cowboys. Even if, I mean, their, their offense is going to be good, just looking at the players that they have. But their defense is going to be weak. And we, see, we saw Dak last year when the season was on the line. He came up small so I'm not worried about the Cowboys I could see them get I think they'll get into the playoffs but they're not going anywhere and then the other two teams let's face it they're pretty much garbage um, the Giants are are awful and the Redskins are even worse yeah you know so I'm not worried about either of those two teams they're bringing up the rear they're both going to be picking top 10 and uh yeah, it's, this division's just between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll make it a little. I'll make it quick. I mean, we already talked mostly about the Eagles. You gave them all the depth. I am concerned about the injuries. They had a lot of injuries last year. You, can, if you, if you give or take, two or three victories, if they they kind of let go because of it, they could obviously be in position to contend for Tampa this year. But like I said, health is the, is the big important factor. If if one or somebody goes down and it and they can't come back, that could be the hindrance of a twelve win one seed or barely eight or nine victories making it as a six or seven seed. This year we have an extra wild card, so it should be interesting for that. Like I said, Dallas. Like I said, their defense is not scary, especially in the secondary and. Like I said, I mean, they do have a decent front seven, and they signed Everson Griffin, and he's pretty good. He's had our numbers as well. So, like I said, Mike McCarthy, I know, is not <clears throat> he's not Jason Garrett. He's not going to be the clapper. So, if he comes out here and, and figures some of his old plays out, 
we'll see. He can make Dak Prescott uh, Pro Bowl core back again, and maybe even more, and maybe even further. So, like I said, like I said, I'm not really on the surface thinking that Dallas is going to dominate, but they have they have the tools for ten wins at least this year. For the Giants, I think they'll be a little better this year, but the problem is head coaching again. They change coaches again. Joe Judge, nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows what he's capable of. And it's just interesting to see what's going on because, like I said, the Giants are basically been spinning their wheels, especially in that front office over the last couple of years because he's the third half different head coach since 2016. Think about that. Every two years they're replacing the head coach, and that's not that's not a recipe for success in this league. And like I said, they have the pieces to be good on – the offense, and they have a decent defense. I mean, their secondary is a little better than than Dallas, but still, everything has to be consistent. Their over-under, in my opinion, of wins is probably six and a half, seven. We'll see what happens. And Washington, I mean, what can I say? They're they're basically a this is basically a project. There's a lot of question marks. How good is how good is Dwayne Haskins? Will he be the star for the full season? Will Alex Smith come back? He's back. He's activated. He looks good, but he's on a leg that he shouldn't. That, like I said, we don't even know. He's very fragile right now, and who knows what's going to happen. So, like I said, a lot of question marks, but we'll have them answered in a few weeks' time. All right, let's go to the South. I'm sure if you have been living under a rock here during this pandemic, during quarantine, a guy named Tom Brady, I'm sure you, you've heard of him, you know, he, he's won a couple Super Bowls, a couple MVPs, he, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, he obviously he's done, you know, he's done a few things in this league that's very positive, he's now a part of Tampa Bay, and a chance to take Tampa Bay to, the, to a level they haven't seen since John Gruden in 2002. So a lot of big expectations for this for this organization this year for a first time in a long time. Like I said, New Orleans is still the favorites in this division, in my opinion. And obviously, you know, they have a Hall of Famer, a guaranteed in Drew Brees. But like I said, this year very important for for the for for the Saints because Drew Brees is potentially in his final. This could be the last year for him. He's he's considering retirement. He thought about it last year. I think this year he's going to give it even more of a thought. Like I said, a lot of pressure on the Saints to get to Tampa to win to to get to the Super Bowl this year. We'll see what happens there. Atlanta last year they disappointed. I thought they were going to be a sleeper team. They weren't. Their defense was bad. Their offense was. Asleep behind the wheel. There's a lot of ex. There, they claim there's expectations. They have a new look, New Jersey look, and obviously expectations with. But their head coach is on a on a big hot seat, and if they get off to another one in five start or something like that, like they did a year ago, he's not going to survive. And Carolina is basically in rebuild. They have a new coach, and Matt Rule. They have a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. They have maybe the best all-purpose back in football in Christian McCaffrey. He did everything last year. Should be an MVP guy. But to me, this is a team that's rebuilding. Defense is rebuilding. Offensive lines being rebuilt. So, a lot of 
you know, not expecting a lot of success. Your thoughts on the South? Yeah, so just starting with the bottom, the Panthers are bringing up the rear in this division right now. Um, this They got a, a new coach in there, Matt Rule, but they're not looking to win a Super Bowl this year, obviously. Um, they have... They did bring in Teddy Bridgewater, who played very well last year in in um, Drew Brees' absence, but he's not a, he's not a franchise quarterback, and that's what they're looking for. This team overall, they're not very good outside of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. They really don't have much offensively or really even much defensively at this point. So they're going to be one of these teams that's competing for that number one pick in the draft, and... Obviously, right now, the number one pick is Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then you get into the Falcons. Like you said, they were a major disappointment last year. I don't see this team really being any better. Um, they really didn't do much to improve that offense. Really, they didn't do anything. Todd Gurley, let's just face it, the guy's a shell of what he used to be. And um, they lost Austin Cooper brought in Hayden Hurst, who is a guy that was on my list as a breakout player this year. I think he's going to have a good year. But, I mean, they're replacing one one really good tight end with a tight end that might be really good, but we don't know. And then, yeah, that's really all they got. They don't have – they got um, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan, obviously. That's their big three. But they had that last year and the year before, and they've just been a disappointment. And they are what they are. They're just a mediocre NFL team at this point. Then you get into the next, the top two, the Bucks and the Saints. Those are the two that are going to be competing for the division. They both have Super Bowl hopes. The Saints have choked in the playoffs in the recent years. The Bucks haven't made it in a long time, but they have one of the they have the greatest quarterback of all time and the, the the greatest winning quarterback of all time in Tom Brady and I, I'm expecting a big year out of Brady he's developing a lot of chemistry with some of these receivers especially Mike Evans some of the reports that I've seen out of camp since I'm down there I live down there um, his arm looks good it looks strong he's throwing the ball downfield and if he can if he's able to throw that deep ball the sky's the limit for that offense. They also have a good defense, too. And then um, the Saints, they're one of the, they've been one of the best teams in the league the last few years. It's going to all depend on Drew Brees. If Drew Brees can keep playing at a high level, they're going to be back in the, the Super Bowl mix. But, um, again, just like Brady, Brees is getting older, and we're going to have to wait and see if Father Time starts to catch up with him. Well, like I said, for the Saints, it might be Super Bowl or bust. They've won the most games in the NFC since 2017, but they don't have a Super Bowl appearance to show for it. And last year, they were Austin as a 13-win wildcard team against... Well, they weren't a wildcard team. They were the NFC South champions, but they were Austin as a 13-win team against the Vikings. And like I said, to me, you know, like I said, we, we did a coaching thing a coach's list not too long ago, and Sean Payton I viewed under Andy Reid. And to me, he's a great coach, but he's a coach that kind of lacks in in urgency. And this year might be very urgent for 
Saints. To me, the Saints have probably the most pressure of any team to get to, to the Super Bowl this year. So, like I said, it, it it's going to be up to Bree staying healthy and and obviously could be on the coach if things don't go well. If they don't meet if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year, it will be a disappointment once again. For Tampa Bay, like I said, we have you have Tom Brady now. No excuses. You've missed the playoffs since 2007. You have a, you have a, an underrated defense. You have offensive guys. You brought in Rob Gronkowski. You unretired him. So you have t- so you know with him and OJ Howard, Brady can do his classic two tight end sets, which I'm sure a lot of his playbook is down here. Obviously, Bruce Arians is an offensive guy, which Belichick is not in theory, and that should help a lot a lot in play calling and stuff. But then again, there could be some disagreements in play calling. To me, Tampa Bay is going to be there. A lot of people I've talked to said that this is a team that's going to go all the way. But to me, they still lack in some in some aspects to be that team to to get to to actually be the first team to host a Super Bowl as a home team. It, we've been close before, and they will obviously be close again this year. So, like I said, once they get the chemistry right, Tampa's going to be tough. The Falcons, I don't know where they're going to go. Like I said, Matt Ryan is a good, is a great quarterback. He's had a great career, but they lack. They lack in a lot of places. Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. That's never going to go away. He's not going to play the full schedule. So it's going to be very difficult to see how they use him in, in spots. Julio Jones is still a great receiver, but like I said, he's a receiver that, you know, he – He's been he's been consistently as you know a thousand yard fifteen hundred yard receiver every year, but like I said, they, not a lot of success to show for it with his team. And you know, Calvin Ridley will he step up and be that number two receiver? You know, because I'm a little questionable about him and the defense. I really don't know what to expect. Dan Quinn is on the hot seat. He's probably the biggest coach on the hot seat this year. So, like I said, it's either. They have a winning record and a potential wild card experience, a, a, a wild card chance, or he's going to be shown the door, come, you know, earlier than maybe the end of the year. And Carolina, like I said, rebuilding year, new head coach, new quarterback, lot 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 of expectations they think, but it's going to be a rebuild. I don't expect more than maybe four or five wins. From this team, they might be the worst team in the NFC. We'll see. But obviously, like I said, it's going to be a rebuild. I know Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He did a very good job. He He's underrated in theory, but, you know, it's a rebuild. So you're going to have to take the hits where it comes. All right, we'll go to the NFC North. A critical division they call, as Chris Berman calls, the Black and Blue division, the Norris, as he once called it. Green Bay overachieved last year. They got to the Super. They got well. They didn't get Super Bowl. They got to the NFC Championship game with a with a rookie head coach and Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And when the defense did not go did not go against the run, they were as good as anybody's. But they they did not have an easy off season and. Unfortunately, his his heir apparent was drafted in the in this draft in the first round, so that could be a potential 
potential distraction as the season goes on. Minnesota made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Obviously, that gave Rick Spielman and what's that head coach name? Zimmer. Yeah, Mike Zimmer uh, extensions on their contract. But they were also cap casualties. They lost Stefan Diggs. They lost Emerson Griffin. They lost some guys on the secondary. So Minnesota's kind of a team that's kind of on the fence. Are they going to be a playoff team or are they not going to be a playoff team? Can they win the division? They, they can be anywhere, you know. So, But I expect them to be competitive. Kirk Cousins, your favorite quarterback, like I said, he had a decent year last year, should have made the Pro Bowl. We'll see what happens this year. He finally won a big game in a, in a tough environment. Can he do it again? We'll see. Chicago, like I said, it sucks that we done we didn't have any preseason games because of this pandemic. They signed, they got Nick Foles. They traded, they traded for him. But they're tired of Mitch Trubisky. I'm tired of Mitch Trubisky. Jay Cutler's tired of Mitch Trubisky. Everybody's tired of him. And unfortunately, you don't know if he's capable of being. If this is going to motivate him, or this will be the the final straw of his career with Chicago. And the defense, they lost some some parts after a, after they were really good in 2018. They took a step back last year, so nobody knows what they are. And then we go to Detroit, and what can I say? You still have Matt Stafford, but you still have Matt Patricia. And the daughter, Martha Ford, giving ownership to her daughter now because she's getting up there in age and she doesn't have much time left, unfortunately. And this and this team, I really don't know. Like, they're just there. They have a head coach that's not going to be around for much longer if this team doesn't perform. You have a quarterback that's starting to age. Nobody knows what Detroit is. So go ahead with the NFC North. Yeah. So um, you know, I'll start with the bottom, work my way up, or at least start with the bottom feeders anyway. And that's the Lions. This is a team that. Uh, you know, they're not bad, but they're not good. And really, they're not going anywhere. Um, Matt Patricia, he's he's not a good head coach. And Matt Stafford is a quarterback that puts up stats, but he doesn't win, just like Matt Ryan. Um, he doesn't win, and the Lions themselves, just they're not that good a team. I do like DeAndre Swift, but... A running back isn't going to put this team into the playoffs or anything. So they're just they're not going anywhere. And overall, this is a division that I do think is going to d- disappoint. So that's just, I do think that this is going to be a, a division where possibly 9-7 and seven even wins it. Um, the, the Bears, like you said, they, they had a top-notch defense a couple years ago. Last year it took a step back. This year I think it's going to take another step back. Um... Trubisky it was awful last year. They brought in Nick Foles, your boy. Um, we'll see if he can do anything. For what it's worth, they ran the Madden simulation and the Bears won the Super Bowl with <laughs> Nick Foles as the uh, Super Bowl MVP. So, you know, that might, that's the, that, that's, but as far as I'm concerned, that's the closest they're coming to the Super Bowl. Um, then you get to the other two, Vikings and Packers. 
I think the Vikings are going to take a step back this year as well. Their defense, like you said, they've lost a number of key players. Um, they did lose Everson Griffin, like you said, but some other news is that they traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Yes. So that'll help their pass rush, but they lost a lot of players in their secondary, and I, I just see this secondary being really bad and that defense being bad, and this team has they've, – they've won and made the playoffs based on their defense. You can say what you want about Kirk Cousins. He puts up numbers just like Stafford, and he loses just like Stafford. This team has been predicated on their defense, and I think that defense is going to drop down to, at best, middle of the pack. And then the Packers, I think they're going to take a step back too. Won't be as big a step back, but they were in the NFC Championship last year. I think they're going to drop down. They'll still win the division, but... Barely, just barely. Yeah, like I said, Green Bay, I already discussed, they drafted Jordan Love. They didn't help their offense or this team very much in this draft and in the offseason. So Aaron Rodgers is obviously in a situation where he's going to have to carry this team, and he's had troubles carrying teams over over the last few years. Last year they had a great running game. They had a strong defense when it wasn't against the run. Their three lo- their losses when they all they lost the same way. Like the run defense got exposed. If they don't fix the run defense, they're going to struggle this year, and that's something that they have to fix. And and like I said, Devontae Adams is going to be that that one guy to make to make plays, and then we'll see what else happens. But they still have enough talent to be a division winner and a team that could potentially get to the second round of the postseason, but I don't see them going any further than what they did a year ago. Minnesota is in a similar situation because they're a team that's all over the place. We don't know what they're expected. They could be a a team that can win 10 or 11 games, or they're a team that could win only 7 or 8 games. And like I said, Kirk Cousins has to be more motivated. Obviously, he had... He had a great season last year. We'll see what happens again this year. And like I said, they lost Stephon Diggs, which means their their offensive firepower is going to be a little off. I mean, Adam Thielen's a good receiver, and he'll do very well, but he doesn't have that convertible speed that that Diggs has, and that's going to be missed very much this year for 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 the for for the Vikings. So, and defense, we'll see. Like I said, with the Bears, who knows what the hell they're going to do. I mean, they have two quarterbacks, and neither of them are going to help them this year. I mean, I love Nick Foles. He did great for Philly, but he's an eagle. He's not He's nobody else. He's not going to do anything. It's a waste. And Trubisky sucks. We all know that. So there, the quarterback position's bad. The defense is starting to sputter. They lost Leonard Floyd in the offseason. So I really don't know what Haha Clinton Dix is going. So I don't know what's going to happen for the Bears. I mean, they they're back to being a, a mid pack team at best this year. And Detroit, I'm, I'm tired of talking about Detroit. <laughs> I mean, damn, Matt Patricia sucks as a head coach. That's all you need to know. I like Stafford, but Stafford's a stat guy. You heard when we talked last season, you heard me say that. He's a stat guy. That's all he is. He puts up great numbers. He can throw for 5,000 yards, but that's not going to do much. And they're a team that's still 
they're still searching like they've always had for like the last decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one note about the Vikings. I didn't mention about Stephon Diggs. Obviously, he did. They did draft um, Justin Jefferson, but... A lot of reports that I've seen out of camp are that Justin Jefferson really hasn't been impressive, and he's nowhere near the levels to find Diggs. So that's an, at this right at the moment, it seems to be a major downgrade. Yeah, he, maybe he's another Troy Williams. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, and he was a higher draft pick. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFC West, which could be the best division in the in the in the entire football this year, according to reports. We'll start with the defending champs in San Francisco. They won the they won the NFC West. They won the NFC. They got to the Super Bowl, and once again, Mike Shanahan cost his team a champ a chance at the championship. And I don't know why, and I don't know how, but like I said, that's not going to be good. A Super Bowl hangover has not worked out in the 21st century for most teams. I mean, we'll you you can ask the Rams. They they were the defending champ. Uh, NFC champs the year before didn't even make the playoffs, so I'm a little concerned about the 49ers this year. Seattle is a team I'm really c- concerned for as far as a potential team that could get to to um, to Tampa. They had a strong off season. They replaced the old line. They have the running backs coming back. They have a strong defense. They got Jamal Adams in a trade. That's a big. That's a big help, and you still have Russell Wilson, who's as great a quarterback as as we are seeing. He's one of the best of his generation, and to me, Seattle's a team that, unlike last year when I think there's a borderline playoff team coming in, they're a team that can very well contend for the one seed in the NFC and potentially win the West. Obviously, so Seattle's a team to to look out for. The Rams are moving into a new stadium. They have a new logo. I watched some more hard knocks. But I don't think they're a team going in the right direction. Even though they have a great head coach in Sean McVay, who's my age, youngest coach still in the league, smoking hot girlfriend, <laughs> and other and other things. The problem is, this is a team that's a roster that's kinda they're they're an average roster. You know he has an average quarterback in Jared Goff, who you know, looks lost at times. He has talent, but at times he looks lost. And you're, you know, if you're going to contend in the NFC, which is going to be tough, especially in that wild card where there are three spots and maybe six, seven teams fighting for it, you better get off to a strong start. But then again, this team started three and zero last year and still didn't make it. So maybe it's just they have to hit their strike at the right time. And Arizona is a team that could. We hit me, you know. Last year, I said this team has problems, but this year, they're gelling together. And Kyler Murray, who had a strong rookie year, had a, you know, I think that he could take that next step. A lot of people believe he's going to be that next great quarterback. And they got DeAndre Hopkins in an unexpected trade. And Larry Fitzgerald, once again, Father Time, is it going to come get him or not? Still, still playing, and obviously there's a lot of expectations in their minds to potentially. And with the playoffs being the way it is, with the wild card, there is a there is a possibility all four of these teams could be playing come January the way the 
playoffs is structured now. But then again, it could go, it could backfire, and there's only one team getting out of the West. But I know there's going to be more than one team getting out of the West coming coming into the postseason. So go ahead with this, with the yeah. West. Yeah. So starting with um, actually the West, I think in the NFC, it's going to be the most interesting division. Obviously, us being Eagles fans, we're, for us, the most interesting division is the NFC East, but I think the NFC West overall is going to be the most interesting to watch. Um, I'm going to start with the Cardinals. It's a team that has a lot of young talent. It's got the uh, the head coach that, you know, he, he could be he, – he's looking to make change the league. Um, and we ne- you never know how that's going to turn out. We saw how it turned out with Chip Kelly. We'll see how it turns out with Cliff Kingsbury. But they do have a really good offense, what should be a really good offense, I'm sa- I should say. Um, I think Kyler Murray is going to take a step forward this year. Um, Kenyon Drake came on big the last month of the season last year. He's back. Um, like you said, they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. I think Fitzgerald is going to take a, little, a step back this year, but they also have some other receivers, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella. Um, so they got some players. Their big question on offense is that offensive line, which is awful. And really, you're not making a Super Bowl run with a terrible offensive line, let's be honest. Um, defensively, their defense was bottom of the barrel last year, so it's tough to be any worse. Um, they did bring a couple players in, so the defense should be better. But it's like saying, um, I don't know, Miller Light's better than Bud Light, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean much. So um, that defense is still going to be bottom third of the league. And, um, yeah, I I just don't see them really making the playoffs this year. But I think there's going to be a lot of improvement. I think Murray's going to have a big year. Um, The next next team up, I'm going to throw the Rams in there now next. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna bounce back this year. Actually, their defense is is solid. It's not the best in the league, but it's it's very good. I would say not very good. I would say above average. Let's say. Um, you look at that offense. That uh, Jared Goff is a guy that is not gonna carry your offense. He needs a good running back. Last year, well, two years like two years ago and three years ago with Todd Gurley. He carried that offense, and Jared Goff did what he needed to do to get numbers, put up points, you know, so on and so forth, without making too many mistakes, without being a liability. Um, last year, like I said, Gurley showed that, you know, his knee is shot. He doesn't look like anywhere near the player he used to be, and that offense suffered. Um, they did draft Cam Akers. And I think that's going to really help that offense out a lot to have a competent running back back there. And it's, this isn't going to be the same team that we saw two years ago that was lighting up the, the scoreboard, but it's going to be a good team. They did lose Brandon Cooks at receiver, but they also still have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, my boy. I got him in fantasy again. Um, but, yeah, they, I think the offense is going to be good. I think the defense is going to be good. Neither is going to be great, but it's going to be enough that I, that they got a shot at the playoffs. Next up, I'll throw in the Seahawks. This team is, like you said, they're one of the better teams in the NFL, one of the best in the NFC. They're going to be competing for the Super Bowl. Um, 
they got a uh, real, uh, defense that should be improved. Last year's defense was pretty weak, but the defense should be improved. The offense should actually be improved over last year when you factor in expected growth out of DK Metcalf, who came in as a rookie last year and really played well, but he's supposedly looking great in camp. And um, and if he if he comes out and plays at like a extremely high Pro Bowl level, it's going to take that offense to another level altogether. And then lastly, the Niners. This is a team that I'm I'm projecting a, to be a major disappointment this year. They won the Super or they made the Super Bowl last year. They won the division. Um, but there's always that team that makes the Super Bowl, whether they win or lose. Usually it's the team that loses, but, you know, there's always a team that makes the Super Bowl. Next year they come out, they don't have that same fire, and they just disappoint big time, and I think it's going to be the Niners this year. Um, and on top of that, this team has had a ton of injuries at receiver. They're really hurting at receiver already. Um, they traded Eric Armstead for a first-round pick. They used that first-round pick on Javon Kinlaw. Um, he supposedly... One thing about defensive linemen, when they come into the NFL, they definitely take time to develop. And um, from what I've read about their camp, he's been looking pretty bad. He looks like he's overmatched right now. And then um, the other guy that's been looking pretty bad in camp supposedly is Jimmy Garoppolo. And when your quarterback is looking bad, that's pretty bad. Um, he's throwing a lot of interceptions. And again, I, I don't put too much stock into practice because there are guys that practice poorly and then they play well in games like LeGarrette Blunt in 2017. But that's all we got to go by this year. There's no preseason. But Garoppolo supposedly has looked bad. I, I just think this team is going to lack the same fire that they had last year. Well, with the West, like I said, I've already said a lot. I mean, the 49ers, you know, Super Bowl hangover is very possible with this team. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we don't know if he's a game manager or a guy that can take over games. He could do probably both, but he needs to be coached a little better because this team, like I said, last year he got, you know, the old line kind of fell off and got sacked. But obviously, they took advantage of the one seed. I mean, we watched the game against the Saints that basically told the story of who was going to the Super Bowl in the NFC because if because if the 49ers lost that game, then they would have not gotten to the Super Bowl last year. And George Kittle is now the highest-paid tight end in football. Like I said, there's guys coming for him like Travis Kelsey and a few others. Like I said, for the be the top tight end in football, like I said, we'll see what happens there. But like I said, you come off a, 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 of a loss like that, and like I said, look at the Falcons. Kyle Shanahan should know should know well should know better. With the uh, with the Rams, like I said, they were good. They were good at times last year, but then at times they were they weren't. They were hit and miss. And like I said, Jared Goff, it's going to depend on him on his consistency because. If he's playing like he was a couple years, like he was last year, they're not going to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go. And the NFC is tough, and you got to get off to a strong start, and you got to have consistency. Who's going to be the running back? Who's going to be their top running back? Chad Gurley's gone. Cooper Cup's a good receiver, but can he stay healthy? He's he got injured in in 2018. 
and his numbers last year wasn't over the top either. So, I mean, defensively, I think they're better, but still, that's to be desired as well. I mean, look at what Lamar Jackson did to them on a Monday night, for God's sakes. So, I'm questioning a lot of things there. Plus, they're playing in a new stadium. They have new logo. There's a lot of newness to this Rams team. But, like I said, we'll see what happens. With Seattle, I don't have any flaws with them. They're, they're a team that's going to be right there fighting. Potentially, they... I, I don't if I if I don't see them in the NFC title game I'll be stunned I'll be stunned that's how good I think Seattle is Russell Wilson is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league he's having a great he's have he's had a great career to this point and he's still doing his thing and you know defensively they're going to be better offensively they have a better old line so he's going to have chances to do things that he didn't have last year. I mean, he'll, he'll still have a run game, which hopefully will stay together. Like I said, to me, Seattle doesn't have, they have some flaws, but they don't have fatal flaws that's going to affect them. I think Seattle's going to be right there in the mix when it matters. And Arizona is a, is a, is a team that with a lot of expectations in their mind, but they're still a young team. Like you said, their O-line is not very good. So there's going to be games they're going to struggle in. And Kyler Murray still, you know, he's going to have to play with a chicken on his head running around. Like I said, he obviously has a good skill set, and he's going to improve as, you know, he's going to improve compared to his rookie year. And now he has another weapon in DeAndre Hopkins who never drops a ball, always runs the right routes. Like I said, no matter like I said, no matter if he has a good quarterback or a bad quarterback, Hopkins is one of the most reliable receivers in this league, and he's got that. And the defense is is very experienced, and that could also be a help with guys like with Chandler Jones and guys like that. With you know Chandler Jones and guys like that, you know they still can get to the pass rush and stuff. And Arizona knows how to play this division. They're not going to be stall. They're not going to be pushovers. They beat Seattle in Seattle. So guess what? They they can they can make a run, you know? They could do some things too. So like I said, this is the most intriguing division in, in football in my opinion, and we'll see what happens. Now, we're gonna do two parts because we're almost near the end of this r- first run. Since we did the NFC, I mean we're gonna do our, our full fledged AFC coming up in another video here in a few more minutes. So stick stand by. We are coming back for fully AFC. We'll have plenty of time. We'll, we'll not be on a time limit for that. And we'll see what the hell happens. So stick, stay tuned, folks. Thanks for joining the NFC. Hopefully you got you wrote your notes down. And we will be back for the AFC in just a moment. <laughs> 